Brechang. And I am Jay Rosenthal, and this is your Peak Daily for TGIF, January 6th, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech, all in less than seven minutes. Okay, so Jay, we have some interesting data here about vehicle sales. So 1.49 million, about 1.5 million vehicles were sold in Canada in 2022. Now, that's a 9.1% decline from 2021, and it marks the lowest annual sales number since 2009, due largely to persistent part shortages and supply chain issues. Jay, I gotta ask, what are you driving these days? Are you in the market for a new car? I might be, but I never buy new cars, so I wouldn't factor into this. I'm a big used car buyer guy, but now our car is both used and well used. I drive like, I think it's 2015 Volkswagen Tiguan, of course. What else am I gonna drive? I'm that guy. That's a beautiful car. Nothing wrong with that. Don't speak so poorly on it. Look, I'm a new driver, and so I'm kind of in the market now. I'm not gonna buy anything, but I do understand for the first time in my life why it's nice to have a car. I don't think I'm gonna do it because it's expensive to own a car in the city of Toronto, but I get it. And I'm probably gonna wait until these part shortages ends and so I can get one more easily. Brett, if you are in the market for a 2015 Volkswagen <laughs> Tiguan, have I got a deal for you? Are we doing a deal on the call, Jay? Is that a peak daily first? <laughs> what do I have to do to get you into this Tiguan during this podcast, Brett? Brett, aside from me trying to sell you my car, what do we have for peak bells today? For our first story, Canadian housing prices are still dropping. For our second story, energy companies are decarbonizing. And for our last story, CES is here. For our first story, if you think of Canada's housing market like a roller coaster, we're at the part where the cart turns over the top of the drop and you can't help but wonder, why did I get on this thing in the first place? Brett, want to give the PayPal's a quick update on Canadian home prices. So, Jay, here's what's happening. Home prices in Toronto and Vancouver, the country's largest housing prices, fell by 50% last month compared to the year before, while average selling prices also fell both in Toronto and Vancouver in the same time frame. And if you compare today's prices with peak home values seen in March 2020, 22, prices have fallen by 19% in Toronto and 10% in Vancouver. And this all matters because the whole living in a major Canadian city thing is really a mess right now as borrowers continue to struggle with rising interest rates, leading to lower prices for homeowners and yet less affordability for those who aren't and a surge in demand in the rental market. It's a lot of pressures there. The new demand for rentals is leading to double digit rate increases for rents, worsening existing affordability issues that stem from limited housing supply in the first place. Now, a record number of condos are set to be completed in Toronto this year. But with the average ownership cost hitting $3,500 a month, most people just can't afford them. And now record levels of immigration will support demand for home ownership, helping propping up prices for current homeowners and rentals further tightening the market. But slow movement by cities to approve new developments means that supply will likely remain tight. For our second story, as Canada ramps up its efforts to meet its lofty decarbonization goals, the country's oil sands are scrambling to keep up. Yeah, here's what's driving in the news, Brad. The Pathways Alliance, a group of six Canadian energy companies representing 95% of oil sands production, signed an agreement with the Alberta government to assess a potential underground carbon storage project in the northern part of the province. Yeah, Carbon Capture, Utilization, and Storage, CCUS, it's called, pulls CO2 directly from the atmosphere and safely buries it underground so the gas can't escape. Now, the big picture is, by the year's end, most of the policies that will determine how Canada meets its goal of reducing carbon emissions by 40% from two. 2005 levels to 2030 will be set in stone. And this all matters because as Canada's largest emitter, the oil industry is banking on CCUS to cut its emissions and is really starting to feel the pressure to get the wheels in motion. It's a pivotal year is what Kendall Dilling of the Pathways Alliance told the Financial Post. 2023 will determine whether we achieve these 2030 targets. But... 
The project will cost about $17 billion, and Pathways kind of wants the government to pay for a part of it through incentives and grants. And if the feds don't pony up, the whole thing could go up in CO2 smoke, Brett. For our third and final story, Brett, CES, the world's biggest tech trade show, kicked off yesterday and sunny and sinful Las Vegas with tech companies big and small ready to show off new gizmos, gadgets, and gimmicks. What are folks excited about this year at CES, Brett? What happens at CES stays in CES, Jay. As the premier showcase of consumer tech goods, CES gives us a clear look at what trends and products are set to define 2023 and beyond. Now, right now, AI, health tech, and futuristic vehicles, we'll see how that goes, and the metaverse are all talk of the town. What happens in the metaverse stays in the metaverse, Brett. With more than a thousand companies from over 20 countries, but importantly, not Russia, presenting, there's a lot to sift through. But here are some of the things that caught our collective attention at the peak. So Honda and Sony, I didn't know this, but they have a new company. Perhaps the biggest news of the fest so far, Honda and Sony unveiled Athela, their joint electric vehicle brand that promises to somehow utilize AI, VR, and entertainment to create a unique EV to hit the market in 2026. That's a triple threat. (laughs) That's a lot of buzzwords. AI, VR, EV. There you go. Wearables on wearables. There was no shortage of health doohickeys promising to improve live like OXA Life's electrode-rigged shirts, a measure vitals, or women's wearable maker EV's ring product, which can do things like track a user's mood. Yeah, I don't think I want to see that. You know how to improve your mood, Brett? An AI VR enhanced EV. I know. Everything ties together at CES, or at least it feels like it. So what else is going on is AI everything. So companies are betting big on AI in 2023, including Sony and Honda. Samsung unveiled a AI oven, believe it or not, that can recognize dishes and optimize cooking settings accordingly. In startup Glucksekind showed off its self-driving stroller, and Bird Buddy claims it's made Pokemon Go, but for birds, whatever that means. Anyways, with its AI-powered birdhouse. I want to learn more about this self-driving stroller. People are going to sort of outsource walking their kids to a robot. (laughs) Sounds pretty good, actually. Anyway, here's the bottom line, Brett. Time will tell which products will be winners and which ones will be flops. Given the recent tumult and tech, one analyst told the AP, CES could be a do-or-die time for many startups. Let's not be surprised if many of these doodads don't end up on store shelves. Peak Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to business news podcast in Canada. If you got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. Thank you, Brett. And have a good weekend, Peak Pals, and go Team Canada. Yep. When you give me shock, when-